This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not reflect those of other podcasts or affiliates of this show or Gunna Geek. Check out other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeek.com. And get ready because geekiness commences in three, two, one. Your hair looks really dumb right now. Did you do something different to it? <clears throat> yeah, I got it cut so I look really badass. Why don't you f*** off and die? It's like really, it's like, it's like really long and hipster or something. It's Mad Men. It's f***ing Mad Men. It's slicked back. Ser- seriously though, like do your hair different. It's Mad Men. You ass. I don't, I, that doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, I've watched that Have show. You ever, uh, I'm John Martin. I don't watch Mad Men. I watch Walking Dead. Yeah, I I'm going to, I, I don't I'm gonna at all do my watch hair Walking like Dead. A zombie. So you look, you look like I'm you're from like. I'm going to do my hair like a zombie. A dead, undead zombie. So you look like you're like, you look like you're like from the, 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 the 50s then. Okay. So is that, I mean, that's what you're going for? Like, that's it? You, that's what are you thing? going for? What are you, what's your hair going for? Comfortable. I'm going Bald? for comfortable. Balding. I'm going for comfortable. Hi, listeners. This is episode 96 of Unqualified Gamers, a podcast in which neither of us are qualified. I am getting over a viral pharyngitis, so I'm not even really qualified to talk. That's you I mean. act, you actually we've been kind of bullshitting for the past what five minutes and you you suddenly changed from sounding like a normal human being to sounding like you're dying is are you dying I really didn't sound like a normal human being before I was getting animated because you were pissing me off as you were wants to do on this episode of unqualified gamers a video game podcast about video games I want I want to know about your life. And I want you to tell me. I want you to talk for forty-five minutes straight. I have very little about, to say about your about your life. I have very little to say to you or anyone in this episode. I'd really rather just kind of get to the the thick, girthy meat of this video game podcast. Um, I'm I'm glad that you're so awake right now and a- animated because I feel like death. I my throat has hurt for nearly seven days. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I have no sympathy for you. I took in fact, two consecutive sick days. I have never done that in my adult life. I don't do I've, that. I have anti-sympathy. What is that? You what have a, anti- no, you have a baby, which is a, uh, what, what do you, what's the nickname? What's that weird thing from World of Warcraft you call him? No, it's, it's not World of Warcraft. He is, he is the plague gnome. He's a plague, right, the plague gnome. We, like, we refer to him as Nurgle. Right, Nurgle, the, right, okay. Who so is the like, old god of pestilence. And decay. All right, so you signed from, from up from the Warhammer universe. You signed Every, everybody up to, knows this. You signed up to live with a plague gnome. All right, I did not. I didn't sign up for this. I don't get sick like this. I get allergies, then I take Sudafed, then my sore throat turns into a sniffly cough, and then I'm over it in a couple days, and I go to work. But this time I was like in pain. And then my boss is like going to like Switzerland for a business trip next week, and she's like, "Well, don't come in if you'll get me sick." So I stayed home, and I felt like an asshole staying home, and I hate it. And cor- listen, corporate America, capitalism is not designed to let people take sick days. I don't know if you knew that. Capitalism doesn't care. You're allotted X number of sick days, but like when you take a sick day, everyone hates you. And I, that's probably not true, but that's how I feel. So I'm gonna go with it. I I certainly wasn't fond of you when you took your two consecutive sick days because you put a lot of work on me. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Name one thing I did to you. Um, all of those projects that you were working on, I had to take them all over. And, you know, I didn't really appreciate that. But you know what? I did because that's what you do in corporate America. Remember when we used to plan episodes better we than this? We don't work at the same place, though, so it's kind of weird that I took on your projects. That is weird, and especially that you didn't plan this episode whatsoever. Do you even have a video game to talk about? No, I thought you were coming with the with the. Goods. I will kill you. I will cut you. <laughs> I do have a video game to I talk about. I know. You've been playing a lot of video games, and I have not been playing a lot of video games. It um, is amazing the number of video games that you can play, even when you have a limited amount of time to play them, as I do, uh, when you no longer play World of Warcraft. <laughs> Can I just say that? Well, like when you no longer play World of Warcraft, it's amazing how much Hearthstone you can play. I'm oh, sorry. God. It's amazing how much other video games that you can play. Can I give a shout out, though, actually to a video game? Is it Hearthstone? Because it, you should you should really play that game. I'll maybe think about downloading it. No, man. Risk of Rain. Yeah. Tell me about that. So I know you don't want to talk much, but I noticed that like all of a sudden... <laughs> And it and I, it was probably us recording that our top five episodes of or our top five video games of last year episode that we recorded last episode. Listener, if you haven't listened to it yet, it's episode ninety five. Cody and I went through our top five games that we played in two thousand fourteen. No, that was My, episode ninety four. Episode ninety five was World of Warcraft. I'm sorry, episode ninety four. Listener, uh, my number one was Risk of Rain, and. Uh, Ever since then, it seems like you and Max and me and I saw John a bunch. Like, everybody's been playing Risk of Rain again. And I, to be perfectly honest, I'm kind of excited about that because I, I freaking love that game. So tell me about it. You you were playing that game again. Yeah, over the weekend, I was awake kind of early on a Saturday or Sunday. Decided to see if anybody was online. And our friend John in Russia, well, I won't say our friend, but John in Russia... And our friend Max were playing, and they either invited me on Skype or something, and they were playing. And I was like, well, hell yeah, I'll play with y'all. Um, and then our friend, well, okay, again, I use the term loosely, but Ryan got on. That ruined everything. That ruined mm-hmm. literally everything. Mean, he took about an hour to set up, which is pretty much par for the course for him. Was he showering? Uh, probably. <clears throat> so so Ryan uh, got on. And I think I played one or two games. Uh, his... His character's name was just F-U-C-K in all capital letters, and he couldn't – he didn't know how to move, like, literally left or right. Um, I think he's, he's, he's like, just the, so stupid. I just I, – it's bad. So he was awful, and then I quit playing. But then, like, Monday or Tuesday after work, I got on Steam and saw Max, and I was like, dude, let's play Risk of Rain. And he was like, well, actually, I opened Risk of Rain by accident, but now that you mention it, let's play. And we played. And actually, I do have to tell you this awful, horrifying story. Actually, Will, our friend Will, got online that night, too. So Max and Will and I are in the penultimate level, and there was a shrine. There was a hit point shrine, right? So a shrine in that game is you either pay it money or you pay it some of your health, at a ch- for a chance to get an item. Well, what happened was we had activated the teleporter and defeated all the enemies in the level, so all we had to do was hit the teleporter to go to the next level. But there was still a, hip- a health shrine that said if you give this health shrine 99% of your hit points, you get a chance at an item. And it was bugged, so it, it didn't go away. So the three of us just kept using this and regenerating our health over and over until we all had two full rows of items. Like, we, we, utter, we, we didn't just break the game. We shattered it. 
And this is very mm. exciting to me, right? Like this is like we're gonna go to the last level and just roll the boss. Um, I had a. Uh, I had the golden key, which opens every treasure chest on the screen, was my yep. item. And I had five fireworks, which uh, fires missiles whenever you open a treasure chest. So I, just that alone, like, it gives you an idea. It's one of those, like, you know, it's just awesome. So then I decide, well, I need to record this. This will be awesome. I open up X Split Broadcaster. I hit record, risk of rain crashes immediately. Mm. I hit record, risk of rain crashed, and that was it. I did not get to play. They finished the game, obviously, but uh, I was I was furious. I was furious. So I am no longer using XSplit Broadcaster. I am now using Open Broadcast or something that Will recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I ran that the next several games, and that was fine. No problem. But, yeah, XSplit um, ruined my day. I was very it, upset. It could be one of those things where, like, XSplit is probably good for, like, you know, either most things or certain things and then this other thing is probably good for other games that kind of thing yeah i mean you know i've always used x split for the last couple of years so it's it's not like uh you know i don't want to bash it but that particular experience i was quite furious about um and then actually tuesday or wednesday max was on and it was just max and me playing both two or three runs we did every run he died on the last level every single one like we'd be fine the whole game we're like trucking along. We're doing real great, and then we get to the last level, and he just dies. <laughs> he was just like, I, I really <laughs> think Risk of Rain is best with two players. I do like like the three and four player experience, but just the way that the items are doled out and the uh, the 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 number of items that are available in each level and the amount of money that's available in each level, I feel like it's tuned best as a two player experience. Um, I agree to it to an extent. I I think there's a little added difficulty with three players, and I kind of like that actually, um, because the game does get. I mean, you know, Max and I were just tearing through the game. Well, apparently, except for him on the last level of each run through, which I don't know what was going on with him, but uh, 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 yeah, um, I like that little extra difficulty. And if you can all, you know, if you can all do it, then why not? I don't know. So that's the first time you've played the game in a really long time, right? Yeah, and it's just funny because last time we played it before now was like February or something. So yeah, and and what did you think of playing it again? I mean, it's it's all it's a great game, and they have added so much. They did, they did add a bunch. They added a bunch of items, and then they added those those artifacts, which surprises. Like, I mean, they released the, it's two people made this game, Risk of Rain. Two people, two college kids. They release a game, probably makes them a bunch of money. Goes on Steam sale a bunch of times where it's like a dollar, so you know it's not making them a zillion dollars, but they're they're getting some income, and then they spend more time like tweaking it, which I, I didn't expect. So that was awesome. That was awesome. Um, yeah, it's, Risk of Rain is such such a good game, and and I like honestly every time I hop on, I just want to play it because it's just I don't know. It's it's just it's, it's a nice little bite sized thing. It's you such get on a good game. It is. You get on. You play it for thirty minutes. You can get through like an entire run. It's the same reason why I play Binding of Isaac. The exact same reason because yeah. you start to finish is like a 30 to 45 minutes experience and then you're you're done well this uh coming weekend is martin luther king jr day weekend extravaganza celebration please, please tell me that you get off for martin luther king day uh for the first time in my company's 80 year history yes i get it off that doesn't make any i what are we celebrating i think it's it's insane it's actually that's probably okay I I would love to get the day off. I don't get the day off. Uh, well, 
if you're around this weekend, I do have a three-day weekend. I would like to spend some of that time playing Risk of Rain. I've been doing a, an extraordinary job of waking up on weekends before noon lately. So um, if you're on Saturday or Sunday morning especially, those are good times for me. I'm up at like 6 a.m. What is wrong with you? You have a baby. Yeah, that's a good point. I do not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're kind of a baby. I'm kind of a baby. So anyway, shout out to Risk of Rain. Also, in the next week, when I regain my voice, I'm going to be making a video um, about something. So there's that. What a tease. Man, you must be in radio. There is a video game related topic that I, I would like to, to kind of touch on, but it's very much like a, a one person kind of like thing. It doesn't matter, but um, look forward is to it. Is it how bad bit. I am at video games? Pretty Are you going much. to make an yeah, entire video about how bad I am at video games? There's just a bit of extra content that I'd like to start, um, you know, putting out there. And, uh, you know, so just keep an eye on our YouTube channel. And, and keep an eye on unqualifiedgamers.com because I have a couple things planned for us in the near future. Mwahaha. But, like, seriously, me being sick has been hell. And I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm very annoyed. My voice. I'm, I'm talking with, like, the back of my throat so it doesn't actively irritate the front of my throat, which is in constant pain. So that's a thing. Um, I actually Sounds went to the like doctor. You... I went to wow. the doctor for it. That's big time. Because I told the doctor, I'm like... I've had I've had throat aches from sinuses and stuff, but like this is different. And he's like, it's a viral pharyngitis, which means I can't take any antibiotics. Right. And uh, and you really just need to guzzle more semen. I yes, I need to guzzle all of that, all the juices, all the mm-hmm. sticky wet juices that I can find need to go into my mouth orally via mouth. mouth ingestion. Mm-hmm. So what have you been putting in your mouth lately, John, in the video game world? Have you heard of a Penis? Game yes, I have. And I'm I not know. surprised I... that that's what's been going in your mouth. It's weird that he wrote that on a prescription pad for you to go get filled at your pharmacy. You it's know, weird it, that it he would wrote, be weird. He wrote but... two dicks a day. That's weird. That's I find that odd. Some doctors are weird, though. Um, it would be weird, but the prescription was specifically for your pharmacy, so I think it's a Ponzi scheme. I don't know what that means, but it sounds Italian, which I vaguely am, so I'm going to go with it. What you going to do about it? Yeah, that was that was really good. That was really good. Uh, shout out to all the Italian listeners out there. Um, have you heard of a game called The Swapper? Uh, oh, God. Is this... No, no, it's not a snowballing game, which apparently is a game that you are excited about with your current ailment. <laughs> That was legitimately where you were going, wasn't it? It totally was. I know you so well. I know you so well. Why are you snowballing? God, I know you, oh, you sick? so well. I literally made your joke for you 20 seconds before you made it. You should be ashamed of yourself. That or I should be ashamed of myself. Why are you snowballing? Who is oh my god. The Swapper. Yeah. My god, how many venereal diseases I have you been literally to? made your joke for you. I made yeah. your joke for you. Yeah. Okay. Oh god. Have you heard of anyone a game? listening? Anyone listening that hasn't seen Clerks needs to just search Clerks Snowball and you're good. Okay. Have you heard of a game called The Swapper? 
No, I haven't. Uh, okay. So it was a game that was, I want to say it was released last year. It was either Sounds last like year... a mouthful. <laughs> it was either released last year or the year before, right? Uh, and So 2014 or 2013. Right. And it is a it is a uh, it is a puzzle platforming game, um, very much akin to something like Braid. Okay, um, now you we've known each other for a long time. What is my favorite first person shooter? Uh, Halo Four. I've literally never talked about Halo Four ever. That's Half Life. That's you. Half Life Three. That's Half Life also... Three confirmed. Okay, you're. You're literally not. You're not going to help me at all. It's Goldeneye. It's Goldeneye. You know the answer to this question. You know, I. All right. Here's here's what I'm going to tell you. I should, I should know the answer to this question. It's Metroid Prime. So my yes, that's yeah. that's not a first person shooter. What 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 is it? It's an adventure game from a first person perspective. But yes, I know that's like one of your favorite games. It is ever. okay. Okay, and it's not a what a. Okay, whatever. Uh, why do I like that game? Um, because it's a first-person shooter and it reminds you of Halo, your favorite game. <laughs> this is literally getting me nowhere. Okay. Here, I wanted to make this an interactive because experience. Of the exploration. I don't know. I can't hear you now, by the way. Uh, it's... You're making... It's be- no, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I muted it because I want to get out of this f***ing podcast. Okay, so... So... The reason why I like that game uh, more than any other first-person shooter is all about the atmosphere. It's all about the isolation of the planet that you that you're on, and I cannot remember the name of the planet um, right now. But um, that is something that like Metroid nails, right? Like you in Super Metroid and in Metroid Prime, Samus lands on these planets and they do an awesome job through the environmental storytelling of basically making you feel like you were the only positive force on this planet at all. Right. And I love that isolation. I love, I love like the desolation of the place that you are in. Um, and it, it's just, and I love the, and, and the other thing I love is the sci-fi aesthetic. I love it. Like sci-fi to me, I, so I'm a, fantasy fanboy through and through i mean i I like your dungeons and dragons style um you know i like your your magic and that kind of thing but i will take a sci-fi world over a fantasy world any day if you're giving me the choice between the two right yeah so the swap the swapper is all about this in incredible feeling of isolation on this space station for your character so the game opens up with you basically crash landing. You're a rescue. You're like a rescue team that goes to this uh, to this like mining facility, and you're the only person that manages to make it to this facility alive. So you like crash land on this mining facility, and uh, you very you very quickly realize that like there's nobody alive at all on this place. So you you kind of explore the world a little bit and it's in a 2d platformer, very much super Metroid style. It's got this really cool, um, muted color art style, very dark. Uh, and again, 
very strong feeling of isolation, right? And you eventually, within the first 10 minutes of the game, find this gun, uh, which is later codenamed the Swapper, right? And the Swapper has a couple of functions. And this is, this is literally the whole game. The Swapper can make up to four copies of your character, and it can allow you to swap between those copies. So your consciousness goes from one person from your main character to one of your copies, right? Interesting. Yeah, and every one of the copies moves moves with the direction that you are moving the control pad. So um, if you've got, you know, four characters lined up in a row, each of them will move at the same speed to the right if you walk to the right. So it opens up these really interesting puzzles where you'll be... One character will be moving against a wall, and so, you know, one of one of the characters will be moving. And then two of your copies will be moving to the right, where that character that's against the wall will be stationary. And so you'll, that character will be, like, standing on a switch that opens a door that allows another character to move through that door as you move to the right. So there's sure. this really... There are these super interesting puzzles. And then you can swap between those characters... Um, because if if your main character dies, if the characters who you are inhabiting dies, you 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 die and restart the puzzle. Um, because your copies are going to die, and that's the interesting part. Like you you oftentimes have to like sacrifice your copies of characters to progress as you're going, okay. and you can always make up to four copies. And there's kind of an interesting uh, story going on in the background about. Like, which character are you? Because, because you, you swap your consciousness from the character you are inhabiting to the character who you, whom you create. So, like, say you drop a character off a cliff, and you take this character that's falling, and while they are falling, you create a copy of a character, of that character, on the ground who is not falling, and you transfer your consciousness to that character. Somebody falls and dies in a pit who was that like it's like dollhouse maybe i don't know i didn't watch that show uh you know what it is it's like the prestige it's like the end of the prestige which was a a nick nick nolan 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 north it was a pretty good movie yeah i liked that movie uh uh christopher nolan it was a christopher nolan movie um but there's there's a part at the end where hugh jackman gets a machine from Nikola Tesla that creates copies of himself. And he makes a comment that he never know. He never knew when he would kill, cause he'd kill a copy at the end of every show. He, what he never knew if he would be the copy that died or if he would be the guy who's, who showed up at the top. It's just got a really, it's got a really, um, it's not complicated, but it's kind of a really existential story going on in the background. But the real, it doesn't matter. The story doesn't matter. You don't have to like sci-fi at all uh, to to enjoy this game. What you have to like is you have to like puzzles. And the platforming puzzles are so good in the Swapper. They're so good. And the reason they're good is they just have these super simple mechanics. So they've got this mechanic of creating your clones and transferring your consciousness. But then they've got the mechanic of they've got a couple of different colored lights. And the, the lights alter the rules of the world. So there's a blue light that makes it so that you can't create a copy within the blue light. 
And then there's a red light that makes it so you can't transfer your consciousness from one copy to another in the red light. Mm-hmm. And then there's purple light that blends the two, and then you can't do either. And they just use those to great effect throughout the course of the whole game. And they the they do an awesome job of they'll give you a puzzle, and you'll complete it, and it gives you that feeling. I I got the same feeling in the Swapper as I did in Braid, where I would get to a puzzle. Sometimes I wouldn't I wouldn't understand it immediately, and I'd sit there and look at it for like five minutes, and I'd play around with it for five or ten minutes. Eventually, I would solve it, and I'd feel smart. And I think that's the important part of a puzzle platformer is that when you solve it, you feel smart when you do it. And there were some times where I would solve it, and I'd be like, there's no way that was the way I was supposed to solve it. Ultimately, it is totally the way you're supposed to solve it. But that's how like clever the design of the particular puzzle is, right? Yeah. So I'd solve the puzzle, and I'd be like, God, I feel so smart after like figuring out this great puzzle. And then instead of giving you another puzzle, like immediately following the one you just solved, they'd give you a little bit of story. Like, there's this alien race of sentient rocks on this planet that the original miners found. And they brought them on board this ship. Like, you find that out at at an early part of the game. And then they tell you kind of what happened with this sentient race of rocks as you continue on through the game. But that is punctuated with these increasingly difficult puzzles. And I just found, like, I found the puzzles, you know, you, you, those first few puzzles do a great job of kind of acclimating your mind to how you have to think about the game as you're playing it. Yeah. And then they then they ramp that up using what you've learned from the previous puzzles to make the, the, the next puzzles both make sense but still be very challenging in terms of what you need to do. Um, and then about three quarters of the way through the game, they introduce a gravity inversion um, uh, gameplay technique where you can run over these these like panels that flip the gravity for whatever runs over them which includes your clones so you'll have some of your characters on top of the ceiling upside down and some of your characters on the floor and then it adds a completely new dimension to the puzzles super fun um and so i'd say there's about 20 puzzles overall the game took me about four hours to complete but it's got this super great story it's got a uh, perfect. It's got what I would consider a perfect moment at the end of the game. It's literally the only choice in the entire game, and it happens at the end of the game, and it's perfect. It sums the game up very nicely, and it brings the story to its kind of logical conclusion. Um, and just the way the puzzles are crafted, it is, it is a. It is a great experience for the puzzle lover. So if you like if you like platforming puzzles, like if Braid was your thing, if you played Braid and you liked it, check out the Swapper. Because I had so... This game was not on my radar at all. And I overheard some people talking about it on one of the podcasts that I listened to. And I was like, you know, I really liked Braid. And I think... I think I actually really like puzzle platformers, but I don't think I've played a ton of them. So I just decided, hey, I got it on sale for, for, you know, five bucks. And I think you can get it on sale all the time. I think it's always on sale on Steam. And it was actually it was actually on PS Plus last month for free. So if you're a PS Plus member, you could buy it for free or you could download it for free on PS Plus back in December. So you may have it. 
listener, if you were a PS Plus member. Um, and I got it, and I was like, holy crap. Just even like a half an hour into the game, I was hooked. I basically played through it in three days with the video game time that I had. Totally an awesome little experience to have. I I loved it. So if you can get your hands on the Swapper, if you like puzzles, check out the Swapper. It was really good. It's all about the atmosphere. All about it's got great music and stuff in it too. I will probably buy this game because it sounds like my kind of cup of tea. Yeah, and you really liked Braid, right? I loved Braid. I loved Braid. I and really think you'd get a kick out of this. Then I really do because it's yeah, it's totally in that style with because Braid had that time rewinding mechanic and that was its big thing. This has this swapping mechanic, so the puzzles that they can... You know, I think Braid had one level with, like, where you could make a duplicate shadow of yourself. But mm-hmm. it's nothing in, in terms of complexity compared to, like, what this one can do. And, and requires you to do. Yeah, no, it sounds great. And even the story, you know, you said that's not the strength or whatever. But even the story sounds really interesting. No, the story's super interesting, but um, it's not... It's I wouldn't I wouldn't come to this game for the story. I would come to this game for the gameplay because the 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 puzzles are phenomenal. They're really good. Sure. Yeah. Um, the puzzles. It just happens. Awesome. Yeah, it happens to have kind of a an, a pretty interesting existential story going on in the background. Yeah, and and listener, if you have played this game or you're interested in that kind of sci-fi storyline. Um, the Prestige is a good film for that, although you kind of spoiled the ending a little bit, so if you haven't seen it, then sorry. Um, but um, uh, Dollhouse, also, the Joss Whedon show, was on Fox for two seasons. Um, Fox kind of like made Joss Whedon foxify it for the first few episodes, so there's like a lot of fast cars and hot girls. But once you get past that, especially in the second season, it gets really deep into a lot of those questions um, because Dollhouse is about people transferring consciousness basically from person to person um, and, and traits from person to person, like kind of Matrix style. So it's a really interesting show. Um, and and I love I loved the show, especially the second season. So that sounds like something along those lines. So, um, you know, I'm not going to go back and watch Dollhouse again, but this sounds like a nice little fix in terms of that whole, like, what is self kind of thing? Like, what is consciousness? What is physical versus, like, kind of what is mental? Um, I think that's really cool stuff. Yeah, and keep in mind, I mean, it's you are a two D sprite. It's not like um, it's not it's not like it it examines it in a. It's not like it makes you ask a bunch of of deep questions about yourself. It's more like this is kind of a cool sci fi story going on. Like, what the hell is this gun? Like, what race of aliens have they uncovered at this place? Like, this is it's. It's kind of terrifying because of how isolated your character is and because of what you find out happened to this space station. Sure, yeah. And uh, and the whole isolation thing, I mean, I wanted to say this earlier, but that's also Risk of Rain. That's also one of my favorite parts about that game. Yeah, you you crash land on an alien planet. Yeah, but the way the aesthetic of the game is designed is very much like Super Metroid, you know, where you just look like you're... Like, you look at the screen and you're like, I am the only good force, positive force, sentient being on this planet, really. Yeah. And literally everything is out to kill me. Everything is here to kill me. Pretty much, yeah. Except for the animals. No, they're, they're pretty bad, too. <coughs> no, I meant in Super Metroid. 
Yeah, you should probably kill them. Um, There's a lot of donations that go to killing them. We actually had a question from uh, on our YouTube channel. Um, yeah, are we done talking about the Swapper? Because I'm going to buy it. It sounds good. Yeah, yeah, we're done talking about it. It's it's a light. It's it's a not light, but it's um it's a short game. So like if you, you know, if you want to get through a game in just a couple of days, it's totally a great game for that. And like I said, you can get it for a song on Steam. I'm sure during one of the sales, it's sure. really really good. It's really really good. Really yeah. Good. Um. No, I I've written it down. It's on my list. Um. So yeah. Um. So a couple episodes ago, we talked about uh, actually last week, I think. We talked about Awesome Games Done Quick uh, 2015, the charity speedrun marathon for charity um, that goes on for seven days. It ended up raising over $1.1 million for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. So congratulations mm-hmm. to everybody that did that. I, I didn't donate as much this year as I did for uh, Summer Games Done Quick, but I, I think it was either like 45 or 70 bucks or something. I don't know. But I do like to throw a, a pretty hefty, like a decent amount of money at this thing because it's so good. Like, it is my favorite. Like, it's like when I get home, I put it on my TV. I make dinner while I'm watching it. I eat while I'm watching it. I sit there and text friends and just watch it, like, all night. Like, it is my entertainment for a week. As an aside, did you watch the Tetris speedrun? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. It was one of the most incredible things I have ever seen. And the sick-slash-depressing part is that... In Japan, they can all do that. Yeah, every Japanese person. That's what I heard. Every I heard Japanese that you're just, person. I heard that you're just born that way in Japan. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, no, but I mean, the, the guy even said, he's like, oh, in Japan, I mean, like, there are a hundred guys that can do this, you know, and, and you can put them all in a room and there are, there are a dozen guys that can get to like even further of a level. It's just It's just ridiculous over there. But yeah, the Tetris. Go watch the Tetris Grandmaster run. Any Tetris speed run is pretty impressive, but um, uh, or, or challenge run or whatever. But um, during these marathons, one of the big finales is Super Metroid is always played on the last day. I actually missed the race. Did you see it? No. I need to watch that on YouTube because I love the races. The races are my favorite part of these marathons, uh, pretty much. Except for I want to be the Bashi, but or Boshi or whatever. But um, throughout the entire marathon, you hear the people reading donations, and a lot of people say, oh, and by the way, kill the animals or save the animals. That's because at the end of Super Metroid, when you're escaping from the planet, there's a room that you can visit. It's an optional room, and if you go into this room, there are these little tiny animal creatures, and they run out of the room. If you go to this room, they run out, and then you go to your ship, and then in the last screen of the game, pretty much... When the planet explodes, because apparently the entire planet has to explode when Mother Brain dies, I don't know, whatever. When the planet explodes, Samus' ship flies away as usual. But if you if you visit this room and quote-unquote save the animals, you see a little uh, uh, blinking blip kind of just like fly away from the planet as well in the distance. And that means you, that you save the you animals. You see them escape. You see, you them, see escape. them escape. So the thing is, though, the spirit of this marathon is speed, Right. Like every second is essential. Right. People are 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 splitting hairs like as much as you can to save fractions of seconds. To save I mean they frames. save frames. They save frames they of They literally save the frames. video game. So you can put your donation in towards 
saving the animals or killing the animals, which means that if save the animals wins, then during this Super Metroid run, the runner or runners have to save the animals, which means that it costs more time. I don't even know who won this year, but at one point, save the animals was up $30,000. Last at SGDQ, Summer Games done quick, kill the animals won, but it's neck and neck pretty much until the last minute. And I believe last year uh, it was seventy-five or eighty thousand dollars of donations specifically went to save or kill the animals. So it's a running theme throughout the entire marathon. It is like the most well-known donation incentive goal. Um, it's 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 constantly mentioned throughout the marathon. Anyway, I tell this story because a listener on our last episode asked he wants to know if John and Cody, what do we think of save or kill the animals? So John. You, it's, I mean, it sounds like you say kill the animals. I mean, well, you want to save that time. Like, you got to save that time. Yeah. A lot of people say uh, uh, save the frames, kill the animals. Um, I agree. I say kill the animals because I want to see the fastest time possible. Really, I want to see the most suffering uh, possible in, in most worlds, both, uh, both fictional and real. So. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and so uh, the animals uh, waiting for their death in a locked room sounds much more appealing to me uh, personally. So, <laughs> as is you waiting for death in your locked room due to low blood sugar. So, the unqualified gamers, um, we say kill the animals. Did you donate? Do you ever donate money to this, or are you just a cheap asshole? I have. I did not this time. But I have. It is hard. I don't, I don't I know. Was... I didn't. I didn't get to watch it as much as I as I have in the past at, the, at this past uh, uh, speedrunning marathon. Um, so I feel like I had more time. I feel like I had more time last summer uh, with the new job that I currently have. I, I, you know, I I technically have about the same amount of free time. It's doled out differently in the week, and so um, I feel like I have less. But it's because I'm doing like more family stuff. Sure, and that's good. That's good. For oh, you. it's great. It's awesome. I actually really, really like it. Uh, but yeah. it means it means that video games are are kind of taking uh, more of a back burner. Of course, as they are wants to do. And I have to sleep earlier in the in the night, which is crazy. <laughs> like sleeping at like ten o'clock at night. What the hell is that? You went to bed at like eight the other night. I was really tired. I was, I was legitimately, I was exhausted. That's pretty ridiculous. But if I if I'm waking up at six o'clock every day, I mean it. It uh, the ten o'clock bedtime makes a, makes a lot of sense to me. It does. It does. Well, um, that's great. So we've talked about we've talked about swapping, which is just you should get, you should get the swapper. Uh, you should swap with another man, and then you should get the swapper. So I'm not doing that. Um, which part? Anything that you say, basically ever. Um, uh, we we are wrapping. Uh, I know a couple minutes early, which is okay. Um, next week I will be much higher energy and much more um, more better. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, until then, is there uh, like we haven't done a lot of like talk about John and Cody time the last three weeks? So you know we know the holidays went well for both mm-hmm. of us. We're still alive. We've recapped, but like I mean, so. But in general, as a quick little check-in so our listeners know what's going on in our lives, like, you're doing fine, your new job is going well, you're just getting, you're settling in and all that. It's good. I am. 
Um, a pharmacist job is done mostly with a computer, and every pharmacy uses different computers. And so uh, the biggest challenge between changing jobs, I, th I think, I would, I would argue for most people in my profession, is to adjust to a new computer system. So they all, because the, the, I mean, we all, all the laws require us to do the same things as pharmacists in terms of like what we're doing. It's just how you do them. And so sometimes some are a little more, uh, I had, you know, I had four years of experience with one type of system. And so I was amazing at it. And then I'm literally moving to a completely different kind of system and I'm no longer amazing at it. In fact, I kind of feel like a caveman. Yeah, I feel you. I felt the same way when I got Smash Brothers 3DS. Mm -hmm. I think, because, yeah, and we can really, that's an equatable Because going from situation. a GameCube controller to essentially a, 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 a 3DS controller, like, that is, that is a significant difference. Yeah, I would say that your situation might be even more difficult now that I think about it. Yeah, really, and, I don't even know what I'm complaining about. I mean, when I got the Wii U controller, like the game, I at least had the C-Stick equivalent, so I had a right stick. But the 3DS one, man, you don't have a C-Stick. You don't have GameCube controller buttons. I mean, like, what is that? Like, how do you even survive in this in this rough world? I don't know yeah. how you did it, uh, frankly. So I'm sorry I uh, even brought up the fact that there was uh, a challenge between going between pharmacy computer systems now that I think about the difficulty and the the aggravation uh the aggro and the, and the adjustment that you had to make from changing uh from a a full smash brothers controller to a 3ds yeah that's that's far harder it was it was farter is what you meant to say as farter i'm i'm really impressed by you what part well it's not it's not the hair my hair is glorious. It's a madman thing, all right? I'm sorry you're uncultured in your suburban lifestyle, all right? But I have the madman swoosh going on. I could work in advertising and smoke cigarettes and degrade women and be really good at all those things. It's really weird. You do most of those things. <laughs> I cannot argue with any of what you just said because I wasn't listening to what you said at all. So you'll find us here next time, listener. Uh, you know, with my schedule being a normal, like a normal-ish schedule, I, I should be able to record every week. Like that should be a thing that happens now, which is kind of exciting. You should, and yet we're uh, recording this two days late. So I think that was your fault this week, though. No. Yep. No, that's what I'm going to stick with. Well, you're wrong. So, um, listener, you can thank Cody for this for this episode to come out a little late this week. That's great. Thanks. And, Thanks, Cody. and listener, um, I, we never, ever do this at the end of an episode, like literally ever. But if you're watching this on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up or leave a comment. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say please subscribe, blah, 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 because algorithms or whatever. But but if you did enjoy this even mar marginally and you do give us like a thumbs up or a comment, it actually like. It, it helps us, essentially. I won't get into the nitty-gritty, but um, we, I would super very much appreciate that. Just a couple thumbs up in, in, in comments, even if you're just saying, like, hey, nice job, or, like, hey, listened, <laughs> or listened, hated it. I'd prefer you don't say that, but um, but those are super helpful. If you're listening on the website, unqualifiedgamers.com, feel free to comment and maybe share. Um, it helps us out a lot. It's it's 
we're giving you free content. There's your free way to kind of pay for it, I guess. I don't know. It's It'd be really cool. That's all. Um, but yeah, all of our stuff is at unqualifiedgamers.com, and uh, I will never, I will probably spend several episodes not telling you to do those things now. Could you drink some honey tea or something? You sound like shit. You know. God, you sound like shit. Remember that time that you were like, I'm going to do all the talking, and then you didn't do any of the talking? Like, I reviewed Risk of Rain on this podcast. I talked about awesome games done quick. What did you even do? I swapped. Don't ever say that again. (laughs) 